It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Spend the summer hiking around, scouting, putting some bucks, excited for it. We wanted to get as many bucks as possible in August because alpine hunting is like the number one. Yep. And then boom. Fog. Rain. That opener hunt with Danny was just a mess. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a clown show, I would say. <laughs> we got uh, had a couple opportunities. We, we hashed that out in the podcast with Danny, but... It just seemed like everything was working against us. You had a thin margin for error, and after a while, I mean, you have to take advantage of that, um, those opportunities, even if they are pretty slim, but it just didn't happen. And then weather got really, really hot after that, which is a whole another set of problems, because if you're in fog and rain, it makes it difficult to move around, but then it, when it gets too hot, you don't have the deer out as long. It's uh, difficult to find them in spots, and... Um, the alpine season just kind of slipped away for deer. Yeah, it's crazy how fast August... I mean, I guess my family was here for about 10 days or so, which we didn't get to hunt during. Um, and then school started, and that was kind of it. Yeah, I had a couple chances. Uh, you were you were um, working. You were out of town mm-hmm. for work. Yeah. Um, I had a couple chances. I uh, went up solo. And uh, made a stock on a deer, and it just didn't turn out. I had it. It was one of those nice weather days where there was a high ceiling, but it was cool. And so uh worked around. It was the same area that uh, we were at with Danny, and one of those bucks fed out. It wasn't a huge one, but it was, you know, a nice, definitely a shooter buck. And um, made my way down, and just... It's hard in that texture to figure out exactly where you're at. You take kind of a mental picture yeah. of where the buck is. But if you're looking at him straight ahead of you and the mountain is on the right, so he's on the front side of the ridge, you try to count as many like little shoots or slides going down the mountain as there are. But there could be like a mini shoot. So you think, okay, the buck is on the front side of the ridge that I'm looking at. It's four shoots away. But there's little patches of alpine brush. There's little patches of trees, little you know stuff in the way, bushes. And then you start getting down there in those troughs. You know, well, which shoot is this? Is this shoot two or three? Is this like a mini shoot off the main shoot? Is this the right one? So it's hard to figure things out. And um, I got pretty close, and I saw it behind some trees. But where I popped up, I was much higher than I thought I was. And so I had the high ground, but uh, in a totally exposed sort of way. So I don't know if he just fed back into the woods or if he saw me and took off. I didn't see him actually move. Um, so that that sucked. And then uh, the next, or that evening, I had a chance at one. Um, and I camped in a different spot that you, Danny, and I camped because it looked like we were in really good habitat where we camped. And so there's always that back down the mountain a little bit. And so you fight whether or not you're being lazy or not. But uh, I think I've talked about this in a previous one. Um, but yeah, it just didn't come together. But it came totally together for your goat hunt. We went up there, and that was just crazy to have that sort of 
as much as I talk about not having luck and everything being bad and minimal windows, that worked out absolutely perfect on your goat, for your goat. After the deer hunting had not been successful, I just really wanted to get an animal down. And when we'd been up to this spot last year, we had seen some nice deer up there. Um, and we also knew there were goats. So I was kind of just like, okay, we got to just get something down. Um, cause it was our last chance to hunt before we had company and school and everything. So we got up there and it was hot. Um, and we set up camp and we were glassing and we did not see anything. I don't even think, did we even see a doe? Not at first, no. And nothing on the way up. Yeah, it was brutal. And so I was feeling pretty like, we're not going to see anything up here. It's too hot. This is, it's, why do we even waste so much energy coming up here? So we're sitting there glassing and all of a sudden I see a goat come over to this little dirt patch and I'm like, okay, but he's pretty far away, but I'm like, okay, well, so we came here for, it was already pretty late, right? Like five o'clock or something. Something like that. Yeah, it was, it was late afternoon, but it was still the time of year when we get a lot of sun. So yeah, it was not too early to make a move or too late to make a move. Yeah. So we're sitting there glassing, kind of getting ready to maybe go make a move. And then I see this deer come over the ridge, I don't know, maybe a quarter mile up from him or something. And it was a tall deer. I was like, that's a nice deer. So I was like, all right, well, let's make a move. If we get to the deer and the deer's there, we're going to shoot it. If we get to the goat and the goat's there, we're going to shoot it because we just need to get some meat at this point. Yeah. And I was pretty gassed on our hike around because we're going, it's like uh, the ridge is on the opposite side. So the mountain wraps around. So we're on the front side looking directly across. We can't go right to it. We've got to wrap around the ridge. Yeah. And it's pretty steep on both sides, but the ridge walking isn't so bad. And we didn't have to duck behind the ridge to get out of sight until we got back to the, if it's shaped like a U, um, back in the U part. Um, but yeah, like we're gas, glass for a little mm-hmm. bit, saw them, and then we're going. Yeah. So we could get over there. Um, kind of around near the spot where we thought the deer was at, all of a sudden you just like drop and you were like deer and you like drop all your stuff. (laughs) And we'd had a deal too that like you were going to shoot the deer. I was going to shoot the goat. Um, but we both, we tried to relocate and that was the thing. I said, do you want to carry the rifle? So in case we see the goat or see the deer as we're moving around, we couldn't relocate. We're like, well, yeah. that's where we think it is, Yeah. but we didn't see them both, but we just kind of trusted that it was there, so we just kept moving. Yeah, and that I think, because I do remember like we were like maybe halfway through, and I was like, no, we didn't We didn't come here for a deer, we came here for a goat. <laughs> um, but then as we were kind of getting closer, we hadn't seen either of them in probably like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, it took a while to get over there. I was kind of like, these guys are both gone. So when we saw the deer, I was like, all right, we got to just take the deer. So you get set up on the deer. And it was awesome because it was huge and it was right behind this rock. I couldn't yeah. see its eyes. And so it I was, was like, oh, it can't see me. What was it, like 30 yards away? It was really close. And I was amazed that I think we came up over that. And I had just barely peeked over this little lip. And I saw it down behind the rock. So I think it was like sleeping or it wasn't onto us. And so when I scooted up and got there ready for the shot, it was immediately pinned down. And the thing I think knew or the rock was maybe obscuring what was going on because I couldn't see his eyeballs through the scope. So he couldn't see me. So I'm not sure what, how much movement he'd seen or Mm -hmm. he definitely wasn't alarmed until he started slowly peeking his head up. 
but yeah. we didn't see the goat. So I was like, all right, here it is. We're going to shoot this deer and it's over. But then as you were down on this deer, I see out of the corner of my eye, two horns come up over the side of the ridge next to us. And I was like, oh, there's the goat. And so I think I just started like whisper yelling. I was like, goat, goat. Yeah. And you like looked over. And then, like, you could tell the deer was kind of already getting starting to get nervous, too. And I don't know if it was because it saw us or because he saw the goat. Mm-hmm. I'm still not really clear on that. But I think the goat kind of came over and he stopped right there. We could just see, like, his ears, his eyes. And it was, like um, this floating head after a little bit. It yeah. It was like floating head. And I was sure he had seen us because we were just, like, I mean, he was probably 40, 50 yards away at that point. Yeah, pretty close. And we were totally exposed from where he was coming from. Yeah, but laying down. But laying down, that's true. Um, I figured he had seen us because he kind of stopped right there and kind of assessed the situation. And I think you kind of looked over at him. And when you looked over, the deer got up and just took off. Yeah. He was getting closer. And, like, I – we were worried we would lose both if we tried to do any sort of shifting. Mm -hmm. So I think I I asked you if you wanted to shoot the goat. You said, no, stay in the deer. We don't want to – you know, and yeah. it was, that was when it was just a floating head. It hadn't come totally over yeah. the other lip. And that was because I thought he saw us. Yeah, he was going to take off. That's kind of what I thought. And I was like, dang it. But we it wasn't like we were missing a shot. It wasn't like broadside, broadside, and we have to choose. It was yeah. as soon as the steer stands up, it's dead. But it didn't stand up. And I just kept looking at my left. And in hindsight, I'm, I'm kind of reprocessing this. And I had heard that m- mountain goats and black-tailed deer don't really cohabitate. They don't really overlap a whole lot, but this season it's definitely shown that yeah. in certain areas, well, I guess, you know, there's not a whole lot of blacktail, none in the interior. So I'm not sure what it's like on Kodiak, but like these things were in, they were really close to each other. So they have mm-hmm. to be used to each other. It's not like they're hanging out, you know, mixing in herds, but there's a lot of substantial overlap of habitat. So, um, it was interesting to see them that close and then again be that kind of hey that's fine you're a mountain goat i'm a deer no big deal but i looked over as it was feeding up over and it was now you were giving me updates while i was just looking through the scope at the deer i wanted to stay on it because i don't want to miss it but then you said it's still feeding i just happened to look over and i saw that it was like feeding didn't care standing broadside and well did it did it completely come over before i don't think it came over before the deer it uh, it was head, and then it went down away, and then it came up closer because we thought that it was gone. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. it came, it, it went down a little uh, depression, and then came up, and that's when it was like on, and it was feeding, and then that's when I looked longer at it because it was broadside, and I was like, dude, what in the world? And I turned back at the deer, and it was like he, the deer was waiting for my head to turn because when I was looking through the scope, I didn't see eyes, and then I saw part of one eye, and then between glances. I now saw both eyes. So it was top of the head. It was both of its eyes. And I saw that it was just this massive, thick forky, which was crazy because it had, it was well beyond the ears and split way up. It was just yeah. a huge buck. It was like a mule deer forky. It looked, it was, yeah, it looked like a small mule deer. Yeah. Um, but I was definitely going to shoot it. But I now saw the top of its head and the eyes. And I thought, oh man, he's, he's waiting. He's waiting. And then I turned and looked at the goat and it took off. And it was running, so I didn't want to take a running shot. So I passed you the rifle, and I said, I don't know how we didn't get that effing deer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then um, we, we talked about just 
mountain goats are really tough and we're shooting uh 270 with one uh 130 no we we're 130 grain yeah was it the 130 or was it yeah, the it was 145 eldx it was 130 either way it was a good hornady uh shell i really like that tends to work well at the gun so um i said be ready to use all three just in case i mean short range but tough animals and you just what were you thinking when you got on it it was it was huge and it was just walking at us and i was like what uh, wh- when does it when does it run and it just kind of slowly walked at us and it was kind of like a frontal shot so i was like i was a little bit like you know, he was getting so close to us that I was like, he's going to spook soon mm-hmm. and I need to make a shot and I don't really want to make a frontal shot. And I also was like a little bit scared. I was like, what happens when he walks right up to us? Like, does he, <laughs> um, but anyways, so like he ended up kind of angling. He gave me a nice broadside shot. Um, probably at, I don't even know how close it was. It was I don't know. We didn't range any of this. He was any huge point. in yeah. the scope. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I had I had it on fifteen just to watch, so it was like totally maxed in. Yeah, the scope. So, but yeah, switching it, you just. Um. But yeah, so when he gave me that shot, I was like, "All right, I just I got to make the shot, shot." And um. Yeah, he went down pretty quick. Yeah, just instantly, like it was kind of reared up for a second, like it was heart shot, and then just collapsed, and that was it. There was not even a. There was like a, a hoof twitch after that, but yeah, you stoned him. Yeah, and that was just like unbelievable. I Like I just couldn't believe that, like after all the struggles that we'd had hunting deer earlier in the season, that like we just hiked up there, saw the goat, walked over, shot the goat, everything went flawlessly other than like the minor, minor shuffle with the deer, but like it all worked out like and what it took us like maybe a total of eight, ten hours to like get up there and shoot this goat. Yeah, it was crazy to have it work out that well. And if had there been enough daylight, we could have gone home that day. But yeah, yeah. So we, well, um, yeah, we ended up getting back to the tent at like midnight. Yeah. So it was. Uh, we processed it. We heard to process it to make sure the processing was done before uh, Dark. daylight left us. And <clears throat> we had a, we didn't have a track going around, but it was it wasn't. It wasn't so mazy or weird that uh, you would go off a cliff or anything like that. It was super steep. Yeah. But there was enough of a the, – the ridge was rounded enough, and so there was a lot of texture. You had to kind of go up and down some of these areas and some of these little shoots or these, like, cuts in the in the mountain. But pretty easy to navigate. So we uh, mm-hmm. cut the deer up, took a break, had dinner, and then um, started hiking back like, right as it started to get dark. So it was by headlamp for most of it, and – Um, After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, 
You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That is mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Yeah, it took us two hours. Yeah, about to get back Seven, to camp. Two, two and a half, something yeah. like that. Because, yeah, we got back at midnight, hung the meat. And then just so sweaty because it, yeah. it was still kind of hot. so hot. It was really amazing that we saw that deer because all the stuff that in that week prior when I'd been out when you were uh, away for work, like I'd gone on these hot days and there was – actually, no, that was when it was horrible. It was like hot for a couple of days mm-hmm. and like nothing would come out. It would come out for like a little bit. And then on days where there's a lot of moon um, and it's clear, like they can just feed – deep into the evening and then yeah. early pre-dawn so they don't have to be out during the day so the fact that that nice buck was out was just crazy um but yeah yeah i got back super hot and slept terribly somehow still woke up at five or five fifteen or five thirty. i thought i'd just get back to the tent and crash and sleep awesome and yeah. it wasn't that the tent was in a bad spot it wasn't like there were rocks around or anything it was a nice cushy alpine little spot and nice new sleeping bag it just slept horribly. Just residual ampedness, I guess. Yeah. And just knowing, I mean, we had to hike back out. The It was a pretty gnarly hike getting in there. Yeah. So hike back out with all the weight on your back is... Yeah. You kind of want to get that over with. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of hanging over the head. Like, the job is not done. The job is not mm-hmm. done. Let's finish this thing. Let's get it all the way back. But it was pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. So um, get back. Got the goat. And then things just don't turn out still for for deer. Um, I mean, did we even have a chance to go out, though? I think there was... um, I went out right before your parents got here. And um, that's when... Oh, you went out for like a day hunt, right? Yeah, I did a day hunt. I went up uh, in the rain once, uh, and it was pretty bad. We got your goat on the 4th. And then, yeah, so after that, it was uh, rain, rain, rain. And then... Uh, we got my goat on the 4th? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like Danny left and then... Yeah. We went up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, wow. the next day, Danny left the 3rd. so long ago. We went up that weekend, yeah. It's a month ago today. Yeah, crazy. Um, so, yeah, it was... And then it was beautiful when your parents were here. Mm-hmm. My brother. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, yeah, so this weekend, go up to, and this is the mountain that we went up when I proposed. Oh, yeah. So, and that was, the initial thought was to be on a goat hunt and then propose after my first goat, but we didn't see any goats. Yeah. And then it was... Well, when we went up then, it was super foggy. We had no idea what the mountain looked like. Yeah, it was very... And we only got up, like, what, maybe halfway yeah, it was pretty horrible. We knew the weather was going to break, and that's the weather break is like the best time to be hunting when yeah. it's really gnarly and then kind of rainy and cloudy. 
but then it, it breaks and becomes warmish and broken clouds. And mm-hmm. that's like a really good time to find uh, bucks. And it was like mid-August uh, or early, early, uh, early August. I think it was like the 11th or something like that. Um, so us going back up there and the amount we'd saw, we'd seen some good bucks and some bucks, plural. So just, mm-hmm. hey, this is a great spot to go back next, uh, go next to, go back, back again to. to, back to, um, and we went up and it was super, super horrible, the path that you and I had taken, but, uh, Ryan and I had found a better way up there. So yeah. it was a much more efficient hike up. So you feel like you can get up there and you can hunt pretty well and mm-hmm. you're not going to be totally spent by the time you get to Alpine. Yeah. So get up there. Um, and then we didn't stop much either. We got up there, we made camp and then we just started kind of looking around. Yeah. We just kind of started walking up the ridge trying to, cause when we'd been on the proposal hunt, it just, that mountain has so many little folds in it. It's, it's unreal just how much habitat there is and how many pathways there are for deer to just walk through and you would never see them. Yeah. If it's, it's not a knife edge, it's like a serrated edge, but rounded. Yeah. yeah. Up and down and up and down and up and down. Yep. Yeah. And you get in the wrong one. Like you have to time these things perfectly because they're, yeah. it's cut in such a way you can't just go straight up and down like a roller coaster. You got to like meander around. So it takes a long time to, yeah. to navigate this thing. Well, I think, I mean, you could go up and down, but it's so steep. You'd waste so much energy that yeah. you try to find those paths without so much elevation yeah but so we just kind of started up the ridge um we'd never actually been to the top of this mountain well maybe we'd been up there once but we couldn't see anything okay we'd never been up there yeah that's right um so we kind of i think figured you know we'll just kind of walk up and see if we can kind of catch something in one of these shoots um and we'd seen a couple uh does because we went to this mountain twice Mm -hmm. in a row last week we went up there and saw nothing horrible Um, well, but good camping. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, we saw does and we saw small bucks last week, Yeah, but yeah, yeah. nothing. Um, yeah. yeah. Like a spike buck and a small forky and small forky. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we kind of yeah. started working our way up and we weren't, we saw some does. Yeah. And this, the weather was much better this time because it was cool. It was sunny, some clouds, but it was yeah. cool. Yeah. It was like maybe 10 degrees cooler. And at, at night it was, it was bonafide chilly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we saw a decent forky, but we kind of decided, it was, it was you know, after. somewhere else we probably would have shot it, but we were like, we're up here. This place has better potential than. Yeah. And it was, we'd wrapped all the way almost around to just below the summit and it was back towards camp. So yeah. we thought, okay, we'll keep this guy in our pocket. And if we end up making our way back to, to camp before dark, you know, we got that guy. Maybe he seems like he's in a good spot, but. As soon as we like try to summit, we get so close, we think we might as might as well just do it. But there's actually a lot more mountain than we thought, and it was getting kind of cold. So every time we sat down, we mm-hmm. just get cold. There was a north yeah. wind, and it was about ten, and just stinking cold. So we summit, fog starts rolling in, starts to rain a little bit. Yeah, so well, we you you saw down. the deer before it started raining, right? No, because we hunkered down. At the oh, same, that's true. And then you, okay, yeah, 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 we're right at the summit and at the top of the. Yeah, top right thing, on it's, top it's where you like don't want to be. <laughs> it's not like a cone, though. There was like this this cut, right? It's like the yeah the tip of the mountain was cut down the middle, like this huge gash. Yeah, and so we're yeah. down in this gash where there was some 
a little bit of water mm-hmm. um, and then this rock and we, we set up the tent, which was Cause great. Cause it starts, or we set up our it little tarp. Up the tarp. Yeah. yeah. Cause it starts raining. Yeah. <laughs> and someone didn't bring rain pants. I know. I, I, uh, <laughs> The, the weather forecast didn't call for rain. I know that's stupid because in <laughs> Southeast Alaska, and you always bring your rain pants. And so I was going to bring my rain pants, but just in the chaos of changing our plans, yeah. we woke up at five in the morning and changed our plans based on the weather because it would look better. And so it was kind of frantic to, to yeah. get everything ready, to yeah. get the skiff ready. You're disheveled. Yeah. So, but, but I still shouldn't. I shouldn't anyways, have it packed anyway. Yeah, we're so. up on top. It's raining. Yeah. And... I think you already were like spiraling. You were like, oh my gosh, why do we come up here? It's raining. We can't see anything. Yeah. I'm going to get wet and I'm going to get hypothermic. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was just the, <laughs> I, I just get in like game mode, you know, like when, when you're, when you're in a in, game. Oh, game when mode. When you're in a game mode. <laughs> when you're in a game, you're just like amped and it's, it's, it's time to do this. So the emotions just run high because you're focused and you're in it. And so I was. I was pissed that we came all this way once again and we saw we, we should have mm-hmm. been able to see like a buck and it's just not working out and everything yeah. is, is stinking just going against us. And we'd taken so much time and energy getting up there. Just exhausted. Tired. Yeah. yeah. Um, dehydrated. But uh, we have a meal, feel a little bit better, and then it uh, clears enough. Uh, I just go out and I look over the edge and I see a couple deer and I see a goat. And so like it's it's back on. And I come back and I don't even tell you right off. Did you see anything? And I just say, there's a buck and a goat. And I'm just, I'm just casually, I don't know if I was eating or what I was doing, but I was casual. I was like, okay, let's just be calm. We're going to be calm. Did you see a goat from that front location? Yeah. I don't even think you, I think you just told me about the deer. Yeah. I thought it was a deer and a goat. And then we went to the backside. Maybe I didn't hear about the goat. Yeah. Uh, But I was trying to stay calm. I thought, okay, you've, you've. Things have been bad, but it's all like you get through all this adversity. This is one of those lessons where you just got to power through, power through, power through, power through, and you will be rewarded. So I thought, okay, here it is. <laughs> we have our choice of bucks, and we are too far away to really get a good idea of what we were looking at. When we say glassing, we had binos. We didn't have a spotting scope. Yeah. So one of the bucks was super tall, but it definitely looked like a forky. Another one was a mm-hmm. nice... Yeah. Smaller well, basket one yeah. that fork. And there was another one that had it, it looked pretty small, but based on like velvet coming off, it looked like there may be a lot of stuff going on, but I didn't see much up above the ears. So it was that was a, I was really curious about that one. If it had a sneaky amount of, of stuff going on and it was down in this little uh in a little cut, so it wasn't the the, the biggest forky was bedded and back behind it there was good contrast. So you could you could see what what the mm-hmm. antlers were. This one was in an area where like there was some brown in the background. So like, well, is that yeah. antler? Is it not? And it was it wasn't turning his head, so it was mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell. So we pack up the the tarp. We it's going to be tough for us to make a stock right at him. Yeah, because cause we're up on totally top. exposed. Yeah. So we have to wrap around, and as we wrap around, so now we're I don't know maybe four hundred four hundred fifty yards away. Yeah, further I would say. Um, we look at him. We see the goat. You take a couple pictures, and we we decide we can drop down here, and we can get to this other super sharp cut, just gash in the mountain that has a bunch of snow. And that's yeah, I f- mean, I didn't see that at all when we were up top. Yeah, the fog starts rolling in, and I'm thinking, oh, perfect, this is going to hide our movement. Yeah. So we get down in the gash, and it's super steep to, to get down in the gash, and then we're walking on the snow, but you know the snow on the underside has been eaten away by 
water. So like we're maybe three to 10 feet above ground. Yeah. We're walking on the snow. So I was kind of like, a little bit of yeah. pucker because you fall through. Yeah, it was, well, it ended up being fine. We get across the snow, go up the other side of the chute, and we can't see anything. Like yeah. there's this, there's this. You could cool see like maybe a hundred yards or something in yeah. all directions, yeah. but super so, foggy. So super foggy. And it's, we know there's this like base and it looks like a reservoir that's been drained. Yeah. It's, and it's it has like sandy edges. Super, super cool. And there's some moss growing on the edges. So we knew that everything was beyond that yeah. stuff. So we knew and where then, that thing yeah. was. It was super cool up there. All super these like beautiful. little rolling ridges, yeah. just so much habitat for any animal to just eat and disappear into forever. So I'm pissed now because the fog is not <laughs> lifting as you lifting. wanted. We we make it across where the, the pond was and it starts to rain again. So we deploy the tarp again. So now between the time that we initially saw them and it's been half hour minimum, it takes a while to get over there. And now we're waiting mm-hmm. underneath the tarp and... I start to get irritated because now we're at a spot where we may have gone far enough to where our wind is now blown out the deer. Blown out the deer. Yeah, because we decided to make a move on the goat. Yeah, and I'm not exactly sure where the goat is, but there was nothing behind the goat. It seemed like it may have been. We couldn't we, see back there. Yeah, yeah, we'd never been on this on this mountain before, so it could have been on the edge of uh, just a little shelf. It could have been on the edge of yeah. a small depression. It could have been on the edge of a cliff. And in all of that time, like, it could have just fed down. And it was feeding. If it was bedded, then you think, okay, he's still bedded. Like, we can make a move on him. But he's feeding in those things in a, you know, 20 minutes, half hour. They can cover a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And we can't see exactly where we're at. So I thought if we keep going, you know, who knows what we're going to see, what we're going to bump. You know, we might all of a sudden come over the side and, you know, that we just see deer running away. We just see goat running away. So I'm so pissed because... It was like, it felt like battling through adversity and then you get the opportunity and then the fog comes even in to even assist us in this, but then it just gets worse and then it rains and I'm, it's not going to work out. So I got pissed and I I have no faith in the goat just because there's no way that's going to happen. And I wasn't exactly sure where we are. And it's, it's one thing versus the potential for three because based on where the deer were, they were you know, they weren't all in the exact same area. They were um, yeah, dispersed just enough there. to where, mm-hmm. like, you might bump one or we could just, like, crest over and and two of them were bedded. So you think, okay, they just stay bedded. Yeah. We're going to be in better shape. So I get pissed, start going over for the but deer. But I'm, like, I hadn't even paid attention to where the deer were because I was, like, we're going after this goat. And I had a picture of the goat that behind this rock that I was, like, hey, we know that the goat... Was, I'm sure the goat was right here. We're and at this rock. I have it in the picture. I'm like, I'm sure this is the same rock. It's funny. The picture looks from like a different week because it's sunny and nice <laughs> yeah. almost. It's just like, this is not the same day. But so like, I have no idea where the deer are that you're like worried about blowing out and that you want to go back. Into, I'm like, what are, what are we doing? We came here for this goat. It has to be here. It has to be here. Yeah. So I was pissed. And then, so we're not going to get either one of them. And so you said, well, we might as well go back to camp. And I was like, okay. I'm throwing a tantrum here. I shouldn't throw a tantrum. I don't like it when I throw tantrums. It's just the bad part of being too amped, I guess. So I said, all right. So I just start walking back to where we thought the goat was. And sure enough, it wasn't there. It was. But but then I walk like (laughs) 20 more feet 
to the left and it's bedded and it stands up and is just looking at me. So it's the entire backdrop is just white fog. And the thing is 20, 30 yards. Yeah. Super close. And I, I, I look back at you and like, is it there? And so you walk up and you see it and I'm standing there and I'm thinking, dude, it's right there. And it's standing broadside, just kind of looking at me. And so I've, I've only taken one standing shot before and it was from probably yeah. 20 feet at a, at a deer that was walking right at me. Um, so I held on to a, a tree and rested my rifle on my hand and then shot that. But this is just a total offhand shot at yeah. the goat. But I know. I couldn't even see the goat when you, well, could I, I couldn't really see you the goat down when you bit. took that I, shot and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it kind of did the same reared up thing. Like, like, you kind of came back and then it ran a little bit and then it uh it fell down. I was like, "Oh man, unbelievable." Unbelievable. So then I I knew I was I was ready for a second one just in case and so I racked and then I I went down the depression where it kind of had it maybe like scampered slash, slash stumbled. Yeah, it kind of just rolled. Yards. That was about it. And so I was just waiting for it to get up just in case, just in case, just in case. And so I told you to stay with, because we dropped yeah. the packs. I told you to stay with the packs because it was in the fog. If you get away from your packs oh, and you're yeah. not making a track and you're not really sure where you're at. So you could just like spend a waste a half hour, an hour trying to find the packs yeah. that you dropped. So I told you to stay there so you could see the pack uh, packs. And then uh, the goat was starting to try to get up on its feet again. And I shot it again and it died and it rolled a little bit more. Um, so the some scrapes on the on the horns but uh mm-hmm. but otherwise awesome and great i just it's i i feel bad in those moments because whenever i get super pissed because i'm super amped so i'm just rather than be in like an orange or like a, a yellow i'm or rather than be like a an upper green or a dark green or a yellow i'm at orange i'm at orange and so i just dip into red and i get so pissed and i get so overly amped sometimes and I just need to take a breath and just stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. So uh, after I shot the the goat, I felt bad for how I had like acted before. I felt bad for getting so low because I know I'm not supposed to get low. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. And every time I get low and not confident, I just get so pissed at myself for acting that way. So it was just like play the long game. Like I thought it was over when the fog came in. Everything's screwed. Everything's ruined. You know, just catastrophe. Yeah. But then it uh, worked out, and then ironically, as soon as uh, we got to the, there's a picture you took of me, right after I took the second shot and finished it off, which was you know, 15 seconds, 20 seconds after the first one, um, and there's some fog, and then 30 seconds, minute later, yeah, <laughs> you take a picture of me next to the goat, and there's no fog at all, like yeah, it just moved it cleared. out, cleared yeah. up. So we uh, processed the goat, and uh, it's a smaller goat. It looked a lot bigger because there's more fat on it, and because yeah. it had a and it it had like almost a winter thick. coat. Yeah, yeah, it was, was definitely getting thick. So, um, but uh, good amount of meat, and then uh, as we start hiking back, it starts to get foggy again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a better track getting back. We had kind of an idea, and once we dropped below about three thousand feet, it opened up. And mm-hmm. then, uh, so we made it back to camp yeah. at, you Not didn't use a headlamp, late. but yeah, it was there. It, it cleared up just enough. It was just kind of, there's a little bit of light left and I yeah. had my, uh, headlamp on. Yeah. Yours was out of batteries. 
Yeah. Which is too I think mine got clicked on in my pack. I hate just, when that happens. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got back to camp and then woke up uh, yesterday and just uh, hiked back and got it done. So it's amazing that the alpine season, there's always what you plan for with the alpine season. You're thinking go to this area. Mm-hmm. You're thinking look for these bucks. You know, you do the scouting, you do all this stuff, but then – when the alpine season's over, you look back and think, wow, that's not what I expected. And that's, I don't know if it's ever been exactly to plan, but yeah, uh, yeah sometimes it ends up being like in hindsight, it's way better, like two goats in a month. That's yeah. just, I mean, yeah. to and ask for yeah. more than that, it's crazy. It's interesting because both those hunts, we kind of went up and we were like, oh, if we see a good deer, we'll just take the deer. And we didn't see a good deer really. I mean... We saw some decent, like some mature, nice deer, but nothing that was like, oh, we got to shoot this. And that's kind of disconcerting because these two areas, these two mountains, like if you're getting far enough away where you're in mountain goat slash deer territory, there should be some masher bucks. And I'm sure I, there probably are. I think we just. Yeah, I think there are. I think are. we had a spotting scope and we just spent a lot of time glassing to the end of the day. I think we'd probably see them. Yeah, and that's the thing is that I think both of those hunts were so short. We saw yeah. the goats first, and the goats just like, I don't know what it is about them. They just are out in the open. I think, yeah, the younger billies that uh Yeah, that that's true. Yours was three and a half? Yeah. yeah mine's maybe three I think half. three, yeah, three and a half, or it might yeah. be two and a half. It's definitely, uh, yeah. Those bottom rings that can be kind of tighter, it's a little harder to it's, tell. It's uh. It's a younger billy, but definitely a nice billy. A, a, a yeah, I mean, we got good, tons of meat off good him. Good goat. Yeah, definitely a lot of meat. It's hard to scrutinize and tell what yeah, you're looking at. Yeah, that mountain goat meat is good. Yeah, it's real good. That tenderloin we had with all the garden vegetables you grew was really good. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's, I don't know, you you get excited, you make plans. Your favorite time of the year is the alpine deer season. Yeah, but I'm but, almost like, I'm stoked for mountain goat season next year. I'm like, I want to shoot... Like a six or seven year old, know. you know, just like kind of, cause this yeah. year I was like, I just really want to get a goat. I think they're such beautiful animals. Um, the meat's good. But now after like seeing, and I thought it was going to be a lot harder, honestly, than it was not to say that wasn't hard, but like we didn't throw a whole lot of days at mountain goat hunting. Yeah. I think that it's, it's and difficult so, logistically, but it has to be. We happen to time both of our goat hunts perfectly for weather. And yeah. that doesn't always happen. If but it, I think it would be so fun to get up there and spend like three days yeah. and just like look for a bigger billy because yeah. you know they're there. It would be nice to be able to – because both of ours, we made the move, and it just happened to work out so perfectly that we were able to make the move and shoot the billy on the day we got up there. Yeah. Not to say that that's a bad thing, but if you can get up there and you can look around and you can maybe spend your time on the mountain, maybe even move camp or something, or, mm-hmm. you know, that way you're, but we put a lot of miles in that day. We was, yeah. And like yesterday, we were worried about the wind kicking up and getting back in the boat, like, so that we wanted, we were like, we got to kind of get something done. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember with my hunt, I guess we maybe could have had an extra day, but... I was just so stoked about my goat. There was no way I wasn't shooting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's not a – the mountain we were on isn't really a shoot two animals, shuffle meat type yeah. mountain. Um, and it was hot, and uh, there were some other hunters that were arriving as we were leaving. So, mm-hmm. um, But, uh, yeah, it was 
to be able to be that efficient is really awesome to kind of do the weekend yeah. warrior thing. A lot of people who go on these longer hunts, you know, the sheep hunt you're looking at minimum is, you know, 10 days. If you can't get yeah. 10 days at yeah. it, then you're just not really. Yeah. It, but so. I think if we spent more time, like we definitely could find like a super, like a much older animal. Yeah. I think. I think they're a lot smarter. Yeah. Um. Uh, they're going to, the size is going to be a big difference too. Like the bone structure, you can tell that that animal, when you're taking it apart, it's meant to be a really heavy creature that lives in really rugged yeah. territory. Cause there's a lot more, just the gap between the ribs yeah. and the thickness of, of all the bones. You can tell that this thing is, yeah. is, is rugged and big. So those, those bigger animals that just get used to living and have good survival instincts. Those are the ones that you see down on those cliffs. We'd seen that last year where there was one really, really nice billy, but it was just on the sheer cliff. You mm-hmm. think, how do you even? Yeah. You'd have to stick around, like you said, enough days until you figure out when he's going to make the mistake. Yeah. But, like, that area where we got your goat, I don't know. Like, none of it is – there are some areas that are super steep, but a lot of it, I think, is they can just hide so well in there yeah. that you have to – you have to put in the time to get lucky to see one coming in or out of one of those little yeah. quarters. That last year, um, in the heat, we saw that there was uh, nanny and kids that were tucked in some of that uh, alpine spruce, alpine cedar. Yeah, yeah. That's and you true. wouldn't have seen them otherwise, but we saw them go into there. And that stuff is you know, four to five feet high. But based on how the tree trunks grow all weird, like, like huge human-sized bonsai trees, there's a lot of room in there. And yeah. So you can totally hide, and they can be... You know, just hanging out there, and you just can't. Yeah, you can't scrutinize. And so, if you even if you did have a, a spotting scope, you have to really, really scrutinize. But change your angle twenty, thirty degrees, all of a sudden you don't see what you would have seen if you were seeing it straight yeah. on. So it's like you have to glass across, and then you know move twenty yards, and then glass more, same area, but just change your angle over and over again, and. Um, yeah, so to be on one of those longer hunts, and then uh, and same thing for deer, of course. You know, if you're if you go up there and you happen to see the big guy who's out, then that's good. But there's just so much territory to cover, and you just really got to have time, especially in that early morning and that early evening when those when those big guys are out to to scrutinize because some of the yeah. younger ones they're out just kind of doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, and I do also wonder like we had a full moon a couple of days ago, so I think that kind of pushes them yeah. a little bit more nocturnal too. Yeah, had some pretty big tides, but yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know, I think you have adversity. There's some horrible memories of uh, August, but also they transform into good memories. And when we think back to when Danny was up here and just how wet and cold and miserable it was when the three of us were all shivering uncontrollably because it was soaking wet, even though we had rain gear on. But couldn't do anything as a rain and fog. So you start your season with that, but with opportunities. And, you know, just playing, was it, uh, what animal in my game? You know, underneath oh, a, yeah. <laughs> underneath a, a rock and a tarp, you know, boiling water in the jet boil just to kind of keep warm and keep the spirits up. Like, that's an all-time opener memory, you know, even yeah. though we don't get anything. You know, we'll be haunted by that nice three-by that, we saw through the fog, but uh, the scope was fogged up and Danny couldn't see it. You know, just a mess, but, you know, we'll remember that. Yeah, we'll get him so, next time. Yeah, so um, anything else about uh, goat hunting? 
Oh, that, that about does it for me. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out uh, onstepalaska.com. Uh, order my books. And um, as always, uh, thanks for listening.